Ireland was then put under martial law. Oh, wow. So it didn't go very well. No. Then all the first, like, uprising against these British oppressors, not good, right? Yeah, so as an American, I've got to give two words of advice. Yes. Throw all the tea in the harbor. Yes. And blame it on the Indians. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's what we did. I know, I know, I know. Anyway. Uh, I know. <laughs> Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James. I have AIDS. Do you? No. <laughs> that, was, that was a heartfelt moment right there. That would have ruined my day. Uh, <laughs> it's no joke, kids. Uh, well, my day has already been ruined, and there's a good story with this. You gotta tell us. So... I might have mentioned on here before that I sleepwalk. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so last night, I woke up in the shower, and it was running. <laughs> I was taking a shower in my sleep. Awesome. It was horrifying. <laughs> it was like, wait, it felt like I was dreaming. Yeah. I was like, this feels oddly real. And then I opened my eyes, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's not fun. No. That is not a fun feeling to feel like your body is doing things without you in charge. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I got to tell the quick story of the other, one of my favorite of your <laughs> sleepwalking moments. Uh, we were, how should we say this, roommates for a while. <laughs> you make it sound like we were together. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, we weren't. We weren't together <laughs> romantically. Um, yeah. Just physically. <laughs> Purely, purely sensual. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what happened? And you were sleepwalking again, and we were sleeping in different rooms because we had a had a fight earlier that day. But <laughs> anyway, I was up. It was like two in the morning, and I was staying up late doing something. That was a waste of time, I'm sure. And all of a sudden, I hear this crashing noise, and I hear you yell, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, then the door closes and you go back in your room. Well. And the next morning I was like, what happened last night? And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And so we think you stubbed your toe on, like, a pile of crap, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. No, it's like a, it's a really serious issue at this point for me because it is not fun. No. It is not fun to find out, like, find something out of place the next morning and be like, oh shit, what was I doing? Yeah. Uh, because I've actually injured myself doing this. <laughs> I have a scar next to my eye oh, from one time where I fell over something and <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, maybe, oh yeah, when I figured out that I had started sleepwalking. Yes. The way I found out was that I got up in the morning. Uh-huh. And there was a pair of pants in the sink <laughs> that I never wore. Ugh. Just, like, neatly set there. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck did this? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, well, anyway, it's really a bizarre problem to have. But that's a tangent. So, yes, yes, it is. Uh, we hope to keep our listeners. Did I already do this? No. No, yes. We hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested while we break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I... We'll do our amateurish best to give a basic account of the major events in these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're going to try anyway. So, James, who do we have this week? Liam Lynch and Boudicca. And I just got to say, this is a really old episode, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We wrote this, like, three centuries ago. Yeah, and we recorded it twice, twice. already. yes. Because 
So when we act surprised and shit, we're acting surprised and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. So I've the, forgotten most of the story. Yeah. So the first time we recorded it, there was a problem with the mic. Okay. Uh, and so we had to redo it. No, there was a problem with James. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I recorded the episode on my laptop's built-in microphone, <laughs> so it sounded sounded like shit. Yeah. I can't um, release that. No. no. And the second time we recorded it, we had this really dumb skit. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, and it, it when we finished it, it had popping. Oh, that's there true. There was some serious yeah. popping on the audio. And yeah, that, that still happens sometimes. We can't figure out what it is. No, no. yeah, the skit the skit was terrible. Well, and, and it involved a woman's voice, and yes. we know exactly zero women. Yes, uh, so, so we had no one to do the voice for us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I could give you the sketch outline. Yeah. It's not even fun. It's not it. even worth it. It's Forget such a it. bad idea. <laughs> we'll put it on the Hitler episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so right now we're just kind of improving the intro here because everything just... We, we, we ditched that skit. We ditched that skit. So, and, and also, <laughs> we did... This is, it's going to be a short fucking episode. Yeah, because what the fuck? We were lazy. We were lazy on. bastards. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, so... Didn't do as much... Uh, well, we don't write, but yeah, we'll try to we'll try to pad it out best we can <laughs> with fake reactions. As we know, this. oh my god, I she did, a, did what? She did what? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose we should get down to the history lab for the third fucking time. I, I guess so. Now, off we go. One man. One woman, again. Joined by the eternal bond of history, the man an Irish nationalist and freedom fighter, the other a woman who sacked London and united the Celts on a bloodthirsty quest for revenge. These two are known for their, uh, fuck. These two are, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Can, can you make a note? Fine. <laughs> These two are known for both their ability to lead and their love for their people. In the battle for who is the most right about their need to conquer, only one can emerge as the champion of their cause. Ah, so, James. Yeah, tell me. Mm -hmm. If you... Yeah, I got it. Okay. In the spirit of this episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you had to relive one moment of your life three times, besides this episode, <laughs> what would that moment be? Oh shit! Um. Oh geez, you should think about this too. I'm. I am. Yeah. Uh. Because there's so many. Yeah. There was this. Well, that's hard to pick. Okay. There's some that are oddly it's personal. Boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be deep. It can just. Well, be like, I, well I'll try not. To first pick. time I had sex. Oh God, I would never relive that. Yeah, same. No. Um. Let's see here. <laughs> I think maybe the first time I ever got mildly tipsy. Oh. Like, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It led to a severe problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, or maybe the first time I... Oh, geez. Probably the first time I met the the uh, the uh, guys who lived on the third floor of the Honors College at the school I went to. Because mm. that's where I lived the first year. Yeah. And it was a special dorm for people in the Honors College. So it was all these, like really quirky types yeah right 
Um, but yeah, we went out and it was like this weird like camaraderie. Like we were about to embark on an adventure together. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't know which of us were going to be enemies and which of us were going to be friends at the end. And sure. Some of the unlikeliest of things happened. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah. yeah just the be- the fir- uh, the beginning of an era. Yes. 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 What about you? Uh, it would definitely be when I told my parents I don't love them anymore. <laughs> Wait, did that happen? No. No, no it oh, didn't. Sweet Jesus. It did? No. no. It did? Okay. I love them. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't relive that uh, yeah. time when I... When I... Uh, what do you want? <laughs> I figured out that my parents don't love me, which is... Ah. That's a joke. Yeah, it's, they, it's they totally, listen to this podcast. My, my parents so are the best. They yeah. are. I have two wonderful parents. Yeah, they are actually the mm-hmm. best. But yes. anyway, um, I think we're just delaying this because we've already covered this material twice <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so... So, <laughs> tell me gonna... for the third fucking time what Liam Lynch is best known for. I, I just want to say this yeah. is going to be like the fake episode. The false episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to... Oh my God! Like, wow, that really happened. Our listeners are going to be so mad. Like, you didn't... You... This is my listener voice, by the way. This is what they all sound like in my mind. <laughs> you didn't give us a real episode this week. We, we feel betrayed. Give us a real episode every week because this is a fake episode. Why are you mocking the people who keep us? I'm not. No, I'm glorifying them. Can you... Oh, man. Oh, we, we love you, listeners. Yes, we, we love you dearly. Okay, well... Mm. By, by this point, they they should know that we pretty much harass anyone and everyone for any <laughs> stupid fucking reason, so don't take it personal. That's the fun. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's uh, talk about Liam Lynch. Yes, this person I have never heard of before. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, which is not me and James, mm-hmm. uh, Liam Lynch is best known for fighting as an officer in the IRA. Wow. Or the Irish Republican Army mm. during the Irish War of Independence and also as act, uh, acting as the commanding General of the IRA during the Irish Civil War. Cool. Bet you didn't know that. No. The more you know. The more you know. So what did this IRA man look like? He looked stern. Mm. He's a young guy. Spoiler alert. He didn't live past 29. Oh. Uh, He's got round glasses like Harry Potter, slick back hair as pretty much everyone else did in those days. With the one picture I've seen of him, I can safely say I cannot imagine this man smiling. Uh, So a non-smiler. Non-smiler. Hmm. Okay. So, why don't you tell us what Boudicca's best known Boudicca for? is best known for uniting several Celtic tribes in rebellion against the occupying Roman Empire. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, what did she look like? She looks like everything that Ted Cruz would despise in a woman. Ha ha. Ha ha. I've never heard that. I've heard that joke twice now. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Boudicca is single, she's independent, okay. she's a pagan, a barbarian, a warrior, a rebel, and is not too fond of imperialism. Interesting. Basically, my dream girl. Can you say that? Did we write this when you were engaged? We wrote this before you were engaged, didn't we? Well, yes, we did, actually. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> so not your dream girl. Well, yeah, but she reminds me of my fiancé a lot, single, which is weird. Single, no, incorrect. She's not single. That's Independent. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, pagan. Kind of. Barbarian. Definitely. Definitely. Warrior. Yes. yes. A rebel. Yes. A warrior. You were listed warrior. I, I wrote it, yes. <laughs> I wrote this it. is the third fucking time we've been through this, and I haven't caught that typo. <laughs> yeah. And, and I bet on the first two recordings, warrior, rebel, warrior. <laughs> third time's the charm. 
Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of charm, lucky charms, <laughs> let's head over to Ireland God. <laughs> and talk about Liam Lynch's early life. Okay. Get ready. I am so ready. <laughs> You've been primed twice. Yes. So Liam Lynch uh, was born in a place called Barnagaraha. I think it's, but it might be Barnagaraha. Mm -hmm. Barnagaraha. Yeah. I didn't pronounce it. I did this every time. I yep. still don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> anyway, it's in Limerick. Uh-huh. Uh, all reports point to him having a pretty normal childhood. Ooh, great. He went to school for 12 years and at age 17 started working in a hardware store in a place called Mitchellstown. Great. It was here that he joined a couple of fun clubs. Okay. And these clubs were... Uh, one was the Gaelic League. Sure. But it's officially called something in Gaelic, and I'm afraid to try to pronounce that. It's should we not. Need the doctor do not. <laughs> no! Bad! <laughs> I'm That's Welsh, I can make fun of it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, they're actually all about that. Okay. The, the Gaelic League is all about, like, native, historical, tr not tribal, sure. but traditional Irish culture, basically. Okay, yeah. Um, in fact, the next sentence in the thing says exactly that. The Gaelic League was a revival movement for Irish culture and language. You know, next time you sleepwalk, all you're going to do is just repeat this entire Liam Lynch episode. Oh, God, that it's... would be hell. <laughs> no, it's a good episode. Well, it's not even a good episode. I love t Liam Lynch. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. And by that, I mean, I don't mean I support Liam Lynch necessarily, but I do love He's, yeah, Liam He's interesting Lynch. fellow to talk about. So anyway, so the Gaelic League is, is like I said, this sort of, I don't want to say reactionary, but mm -hmm. it was all about, like, bringing back the old, uh, like, the old guard of Ireland. The oh, old stuff, sure. you know? So sort of like, uh, uh, and uniting We've it lost too. something yeah. through the years. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it, there are little patriotic groups like this all over the world. Yeah, uh, uh, some good, some bad. Yes, and some of them are, you know, very... Very conservative. I mean, that's the whole point. They're right. Yeah, go back to traditional values that have been lost or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so <clears throat> let's talk about England. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so England, the English have a uh, long history of treating Irish people like shit. Do they? We're talking like 800 years of oppression. Oh. Uh, at times, straight up genocide. <laughs> and at others, by way of penal codes that would literally send you to prison for years just for speaking Gaelic. Trying to vote, being Catholic, oh. and even playing a goddamn sport called hurling. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Good rules, good rules. <laughs> so if you don't know, the British basically thought of the Irish as subhuman, yes. like a lower race. Uh, in much the same way, they used to think of pretty much everyone else who wasn't British, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're talking about like the destruction of basic human rights, mm -hmm. institutionalized mechanisms of poverty, and the elimination of education and even slavery. Uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and the the history of Ireland and Britain is just a big friggin' mess, honestly, and reading it can be completely infuriating yeah, at times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the British did a great job of starving the Irish people and forcing them to live in mud huts in the northern regions of their homelands like exiles. Ah. <laughs> uh, now, wherever you may fall, it must be understood that the IRA and all things of that nature are extremely controversial for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, an American talking about this stuff is only going to show my ignorance in the area, but this is all background info that we'll need to sift through in order to understand the social climate of our man, Liam Lynch. Well, the one that he was living in. He wasn't yeah. the social climate. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's important. And neither of us are Irish at no. all. No. Well, no, I'm not Irish. Not oh. even close. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Actually, I'm like pretty much completely British. Oh! Which, does that surprise you? It doesn't not surprise at me all. at all. <laughs> no, you're always, you know, giving opium to oh, Asian God. people and, you know, stealing people's resources. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, 
I think it's I, I think it's British and German, from what I understand. But I don't know. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, anyway, so. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate this script. It's written so differently than the one I'm used to. Yeah. This was this was one of the first episodes we brought. Yeah. So. Isn't that cool? This is like ancient history. This yeah. is. Wow. We're covering the history of oh. us. <laughs> wow. On a history podcast. Wow. Okay. So, we're talking about social climate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I imagine with, 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 uh, with, we don't have a script. I forgot to say Of that. course we not. We don't have a script. Yeah. No. So just imagine with me, if you will, uh -huh. uh, being someone like Liam Lynch. Hmm. Uh, from birth, you've been exposed to all manner of bigotry, Bad. racism, and oppression Bad. at the hands of the Bad. British. Bad. Yeah. Your ancestors have lived through days where you could get killed uh, for owning a harp. Okay. Or drowned in a lake for refusing to give up your land to someone, uh, to some British aristocrat. Oh. Everyone around you is still fairly angry about the British parking their warships in the harbor and threatening to level cities that didn't kowtow to their demands. Hmm. Uh, speaking your native language could get you into trouble. It used to get you killed. Yeah. Uh, does it surprise you that things are rocky? No. No. This is like... It's Ireland. Lots of rocks. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. while joining, uh, we were talking about the Gaelic League yeah, that yeah, Liam yeah. Lynch joined in Mitchellstown, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so while joining what appeared to be a cultural society called the Gaelic League, it might seem like no big deal now. Uh, back then, it was pretty much like joining a rebellion. Like, yeah. for real. The Gaelic League actually still exists, too. Oh. Uh, but has distanced itself from politics and phrases like a free Ireland. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it is more like a cultural group, but back then it was populated by a lot of people in the IRA. Okay. Uh, so, but the Gaelic League isn't the only club that Liam joined in Mitchellstown. He also joined a group called the Ancient Order of Hibernians. That sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> this one's a little trickier. Okay. Uh, there are rules for being a part of it, too. Mm -hmm. uh, first, you have to be Irish, either born in Ireland or of Irish defen uh, de defense descent. Okay. Uh, second, you have to be Catholic. Okay. Now, this little club, the uh, Ancient Order of Hibernians, sprang up in New York City, interestingly enough, oh. uh, as a society meant to protect Irish people from the racism that they were actually experiencing in the United States. Yes, which yes. is something people don't know about no, a lot. they really don't know about that a lot. In yeah. fact, I think the first time I heard about it was when I played a video game called Bioshock Infinite, oh. and it had some signs about Irish need not apply. Yes. And that sort of thing. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I went and I looked it up, and holy shit, there's a huge... Uh, history of persecution against the Irish, especially in the United States. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. actually read a great book on this called White Cargo. Oh. And it was talking about uh, mainly Irish people who were brought to America as slaves in everything but name. So they weren't technically slaves. Oh, right. Slaves. They were indentured servants. Right. Oh, okay. But they did... Basically, like, we'll give you a free ride to America if you serve me for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like a deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so, like... Uh, yeah, so they would only hire Irish people. Uh, or they would not hire? What? Oh, oh, yeah, the they would only They would only hire them for, like, dangerous jobs. Yes. Like coal mining. Mm -hmm. uh, most places just had signs that said, Irish need not apply. Uh, and what jobs they could get paid next to nothing, and uh, more often than not, killed them. Great. <laughs> anyway, so here comes the Ancient Order of Hibernians, and it was established to protect Irish immigrants and those at home from this kind of oppression. Hmm. It was obviously a nationalist organization, sure, uh, which is the name of the game back in the day. Yeah, that period that was when imperialism was like falling to the wayside, and nationalism was becoming like the the new thing, the new right thing. Yeah. Yep. So Liam is being steeped in anger. For yeah, one, <laughs> and resentment, um, and you just would resent the British because you're. They people. stole all our potatoes. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like an Italian. That was, Never mind. That was an attack. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> that was 
That was Des depressing. Weapons grade stupidity. That. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Liam Lynch is being steeped in nationalism and <laughs> anger uh, toward the British. Yes. And something, this this actually obviously set things in motion for him. And okay. World War One began. Ah. Oh, by the way, we didn't have that joke yet. No, we didn't. Do you know what time no. it is, Jay? No, I don't. It's actually, time I... for World War One. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I hadn't started that oh. joke yet. That's how old this fucking episode is. Yeah. Uh, this really feels like discovering something like in, like, in the embedded in the carpet in your closet, like, like that you haven't seen for years. I was thinking more like the first Indiana Jones, where he's got that glass on the staff and the lights coming in, yeah. and it's like beaming to that part of the ancient yeah. city. And yeah. there's our podcast just sitting next to the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> so anyway, it's World War One. Uh, it's World War One. Okay, and yeah. the British uh, were suddenly more interested in continental affairs mm -hmm. than they were in places like Ireland, mm -hmm. uh, because it's you know World War One. Yeah. Uh, so the IRA, which was fomenting like little whispers of rebellion, uh, realized that it's a it's time to move. The British are distracted. Yeah. Uh, they're fighting World War One, and so came what was called the Easter Rising, oh. which was the first armed action in Ireland's revolutionary history. Oh. So basically, what happened is that a whole bunch of Irish nationalist groups got together and took some cities, proclaiming an Irish. Irish Republic. Okay. And uh, the British didn't like this, no. obviously. So they responded by bringing in thousands of troops and um, attempting to retake Dublin. Dublin. Wow. Yeah, Dublin. And, uh, you know, this this didn't go over so well for the British because fighting ensued, and mm -hmm. you know, obviously. Uh, and the British actually blew up a good portion of Dublin uh, with their artillery, killed something like 250 civilians. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Irish lost, though, in the oh. end, and all the leaders of the revolt were executed. Oh, jeez. Uh, 3,500 rebels were taken prisoner, and about 1,800 were sent to prison camps in Britain. Oh. Uh, Ireland was then put under martial law. Oh, wow. So it didn't go very well. No. <laughs> then, well the first, like, uprising against these British oppressors, not good, right? Yeah, so... So, as an American, I've got to give two words of advice. Yes. Throw all the tea in the harbor. Yes. And blame it on the Indians. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> That's what we did! I know, I know, I know. Anyway. Uh, I know. <laughs> so, anyway, Ireland is under martial law. Okay. And the British are super pissed off, so they start hounding around, like, small towns and other cities looking for more rebels who may Great. be embedded. Yes. Right? Uh, one of the places they start is uh, with is Fermoy, uh -huh. and I hope that's how it's... I really don't know with these names sometimes. Like, they could be... Like, okay. Mm -hmm. it, classic is the... What was it? The one about New York. What was that name? Uh, what are you talking? Zach corrected me on it. Oh, Green Green Greenwich. Oh, Greenwich. Greenwich. Yeah, Greenwich. that's not New York. That's not New York. That's in the UK. The what? Greenwich. Oh no, Greenwich, New York is like a little community. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's named after Greenwich in right, but it looks okay. like Greenwich. Yes. So it's like you know, it looks obvious how you pronounce it, but you know, right. No, so it might be Fermoy. It might be Fermoy. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so the British are hounding around for Irish uh, IRA people, yep. and they start in Fermoy, uh, and that place had actually been occupied by the British for a really long time, mm -hmm. and was sort of a military center. Uh, and it. Liam Lynch had actually moved here recently to work at a wood supply company. Okay. Anyway, the IRA attacked here uh, as well during the uprising, and the British were busy getting revenge after the conflict had fizzled. Oof. They looted and burned part of the town, and in the process shot and arrested some IRA men. Okay. Liam watched all this happen, and after it was over... 
Liam watched all this happen. <laughs> Liam watched all this happen. Okay. Yes. Uh, and after it was over, he made it his goal to fight for Ireland's independence, live or die. Mm. So in 1917, he joined the Irish Volunteer Company and became a first lieutenant. And that's where we'll stop for now. Okay, he's ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so what do you say? We move over to Boudicca's early life for the third sure. and final time. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully final time. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against Liam Lynch and Boudicca. I mean, they're both interesting people, but... <laughs> We've done this two times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Boudica's early life. Here we go. We know that she was a part of the Celtic Iceni tribe in Britain during Roman occupation. Okay. She was also of royal descent. Yes. But her story, as many stories in ancient history, it doesn't begin until her marriage. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she married a bro named Prasitagus. Oh, I remember Prasitagus. Yeah. 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 Varus. <laughs> <laughs> they won't know this because we'll probably release this oh, one. Oh shit, before. that's right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. We'll get a, there, everybody. Yeah, for a treat, stay tuned for an episode on Arminius and uh, Audie Murphy. Audie Murphy. Yep. Yep. That's, that's be coming down the line. It's coming. You get, better get ready. <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, but for now, we're on Boudicca. Okay. So she's part of the Iceni tribe. Okay. Na uh, married to Prasitagus, okay. and Prasitagus is the king of the Iceni tribe. Okay. So she is married to the king of her own tribe. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the Iceni were a powerful tribe in what is now Norfolk, 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 Norfolk. in Norfolk. southeastern Britain. Okay. Uh, so when the Romans invaded Britain under the Emperor Claudius, the Iceni had actually allied with and helped the Romans in battle. However, when the Romans later tried to disarm the Iceni, the Iceni fought against the Romans, like uh, Second Amendment, you know, those type of people. Right. You can't take our spears. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so the Romans invaded. Yeah. To what? Uh, subjugate southeastern Britain? Or? Yes. Okay. And uh, and the Iceni helped them or were allies with them. Okay. And then the Romans turned around and were like, haha, actually. Give us your weapons. Jesus. And the Iceni were like, don't tread on me. Take them from my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. And so, blah, blah, blah. So the Iceni, they fought against the Romans and managed to remain an independent tribe. They actually won. That's good. Uh, however, Boudicca's husband, Prasitagus, the king, knew that his tribe would not be able to face the might of the Roman Empire forever. Right. So he came up with a strategy to keep his people safe, and I gotta give it to this guy. His plan seems like a good idea. Kind of. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. It's that part of the afternoon where you just want to shoot a monkey and take his banana. That's just cruel. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's a metaphor. Going. That's the, uh... The eighth commandment of our dear Lord. Actually, the six, is it the sixth or the eighth? I always get those two mixed up. I don't care. Don't steal. Well, the second commandment is uh, the right, the right to, keep to bear, bear arms. arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course. Yes. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. So Prasutax has this plan to keep Rome as a friend. Okay. And he decides to name the Empire of Rome as heir to leadership of the Iceni tribe. Okay. However, he also names his two daughters as heirs. Oh! So his plan was basically that when he died, his tribe would kind of be like a client tribe to Rome, but still retain its cultural independence. That seems like a good idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is not oh. a good idea. Okay. Yes. So, uh, if history has taught us anything, it is as follows. Yes. Do not question Rome's power unless you have the manpower to actually carry through. Uh-huh. And pepper jack grilled cheese sandwiches are the meaning of life incarnate. Ugh. Fuck that joke. <laughs> 
was probably funny the first time, but I don't know. <laughs> probably not the first time, actually. I don't know if it was ever funny. It wasn't, no. We, we really weren't that funny to start with. We're not funny now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so grilled cheese. Yeah. So he's got this plan, just to review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically to trick the Romans into not invading by... Like, okay, you half rule my tribe as long, uh, along with my two daughters. Yes. Which just seems ill Yeah, the Romans... I the just Romans don't, don't share. I don't get the sense, yeah, that they're going to share. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... So anyway, we'll see what happens with Prasitagus's plan Great. when we return. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. So... Uh, how about we take a break? I want to yeah. take a cup of coffee and yeah. wake the fuck up. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to... Varus. <laughs> or is it Varus? Varus. Varus. That'll make sense later. Just hang on. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a running joke. <laughs> it is going to be a... Uh, that's the Varus. Doppler effect. <laughs> uh, welcome back to We Talk About Dead People. And when we left off, we were talking about Boudicca's... Young life? We weren't really talking about her. No, we were talking about Prasitagus. Prasitagus. Varus. Varus. <laughs> we gotta stop doing that. They're okay. not gonna get uh, it. They're not gonna get it. No. Though. And it won't even be funny when they get to it. No, they'll, be, they'll like, be like, this is what we waited for? Like, come on. Fuck you guys. Yeah, well, at least it's not a sketch. <laughs> like this one. Like yeah. the one we removed from this. <laughs> you will never know what it involved. <laughs> so bad! Yep. We were such amateurs seven months ago. Yeah, we were like, this will be funny, right? <laughs> no. Shit, have we been working on this for seven, eight months, probably? Shit. Because we recorded. We started late summer yeah. of 2017. Mm-hmm. Shit, dude. This brings a tear to the eye. We're basically uh, an American institution at this point, and a Norwegian institution. That's true. Yep. And wherever the fuck Sith psychopath lives. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hell. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, either hell or, like, uh, the Soviet Union in the 1950s. Oh, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's probably, like, the uh, chief police officer at some Siberian gulag. Tweeting just to us from the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. Send sandwiches. <laughs> Pepper Jack grilled cheeses. Oh, God. No, it's not funny. It's not, no, it's really no. not. Okay, it's so, not. Um, uh, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck so off. So let's get into it. Uh, Liam Lynch's adult life. Okay. When we last heard from Leon Lynch this time around, <laughs> he had joined the Irish Volunteer Company in Fermoy. Yes. And had taken a leadership position as a first lieutenant. Right. Here, he quickly reorganized a little group of volunteers and was given the title of Commander of Cork. Cork? Of the Cork. Uh, number two brigade of the IRA. Important things I will remember. Right. So he's in the IRA. Yes. That's, that's the important <laughs> thing you've got to remember. Yeah. Uh, and, and remember what the IRA is. Irish Republican Anonymous. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so at this point, uh, the conflict has changed a bit from an uprising to, like, guerrilla warfare called Good. the Anglo-Irish War. Okay. And this is actually something you see a lot of uh, when re revolts are put down by people who are really pissed off. Yeah. Because they go into hiding and continue to shoot you just from hiding. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So. Okay. <laughs> so, tell me about this Anglo-Irish War oh. and how it's a generalization. <laughs> The Anglo-Irish War is a bit of a generalization, because <laughs> it's a whole bunch of battles and skirmishes going on all across Ireland. Okay. So it's like, it's not even really like a war, it's more like, probably closer to like, uh, like a terror war. Sure. Something like that. Yeah. And, and not to, that's not pejorative, that's just kind yeah, of yeah, what it is. Kind of like, so. yes. So anyway... While all this was going on, mm -hmm. World War One was still raging, and ah. the Germans had just launched their Jesus Christ group text. Okay, sorry. The Germans... <laughs> oh, the worst strategy of them all. <laughs> group 
attached. <laughs> England's like, damn it, Kaiser Wilhelm won't shut the fuck up on this group text. <laughs> Even if I mute it, I still get the notifications. <laughs> Anyway, so the Germans, in, it's World War One. Yeah. The Germans had just launched their spring offensive, which was a major blow to the British because ah. it actually worked. Yeah. Uh, the British, desperate, started a policy of conscription in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, that just seems. Yep. That's right off the bat. Like, okay. what the shit? Yeah. Like, it makes sense, I guess. But still, like. No. I mean, I get the sense that, like, okay, so you recruit some Irishmen, you do what you do, and you segregate them from the British. Mm-hmm. What happens when they get a chance? Yeah. Because the Germans, I mean, they're nationalists too. Yes. Right? They're a new empire, or not empire, well, they're newly united. Yes. Right? They're basically, they basically had a war for independence in a way. Mm -hmm. What happens when the British uh, turn their backs a little bit on those completely Irish companies? What happens? Yeah. You know? You never know. Yeah. I don't um, know. And well, and I brought this up the second time we recorded this. <laughs> how I I don't know anything about this. I don't even know if it exists, but it'd be interesting to kind of study German and Irish relations during Ooh, World War One. That would be interesting. Like, because I know Germany sent the Zimmerman Telegraph to Mexico. Yes. So I wonder if they did something similar to try and get Ireland on their side. It would make sense. That's I have true. no idea, though. Well, it's fun to play with it. I think, well, and maybe nobody said. wants Irish on their side. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't mean to say. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am in so, rare form today. Yep. Uh, God. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, the British are conscripting Irish men. Yes. Uh, uh, in their army to fight the Germans. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's funny how the Irish are subhuman and worth far less than British men until you're running out of British men <laughs> yep. uh, and you need more meat to go in the grinder. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, anywhere, anyway, this uh, pisses off the Irish nationalists. Sure. Obviously. Yeah. Other uh, people are being forced to fight in a war that they have nothing to do with. Uh, and the, uh, what the fuck did I write? With people that they have been treating them. <laughs> Shit. We I'm also were illiterate <laughs> when we started the podcast. <laughs> so their people are being forced to... F I'm reading this now yeah. from my brain, not from a script. We don't have a script. No. Uh, their people are being forced to... F oh, Jesus. <laughs> their people are being forced to fight in a war they have nothing to do with, with people that have been treating them like garbage for absolute ages. What a terrible sentence. <laughs> I must have written this drunk. This is bad. Well, I don't write drunk, though I do know... I did meet up with a couple of filmmakers yeah. a while back, and they wrote their script, like, completely drunk. Oh, the whole thing. Great. So it made almost no sense, but it still had this, like, touch of genius. I will say that yes. uh, we do have something that we like to call a drunkisode. Oh, yeah. Uh, would you like to explain to the listeners what a drunkisode is? I will is? explain to you what a drunkisode is. Yes. So if we do a drunkisode, it's because somebody was generous enough to donate $20 on Patreon, which I think is our max. It used to be something like, you know, $10 million was our max donation, but, you know, now we accept donations as little as $1. Uh, happily, yeah, happily, <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, and we uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, we do have one drunk episode out already in honor of Kato Skjorstad, yes, yeah. from Norway, uh, who do donated generously twenty dollars. Yeah, thank you. So thank you. Anyway, um, yeah, but yeah, so drunk episode, Helena Blavatsky and Alexander Nevsky. Alexander Nevsky, uh -huh. go check that out. That's fun. Anyway, <laughs> so where were we? Oh, yeah. So they're being forced to fight for the British. Yeah. We've been on this point for like 10 right. fucking minutes. Yeah, well, 
Okay, so a lot of stuff happens, uh-huh. but basically the Ar- Ar- Irish <laughs> Irish aren't going to have it and set up their own parliament and issue a declaration of independence. Who are, what did you do with Aaron? <laughs> uh, and they also come up with something called the message to the free nations of the world. Interesting. Uh, which was basically what you would think. Mm-hmm. It was just Ireland asking other nations to recognize it as a country officially mm-hmm. uh, that was being occupied by a foreign force. That seems legit. Fair yeah, enough. Right. Like, for real. But nobody listened. Sure. <laughs> uh, World War One was coming to an end, and the British were looking to refocus their efforts on the conflict in Ireland. Sure. Right. Because now that their resources are freed up, they can do that. Well, and the rest of the free world was probably like, well, England just won the war, so we probably don't want to not take their yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway... That's what's going on in the broad scope. Mm -hmm. And then there's Liam Lynch on the ground, Mm -hmm. uh, acting on British forces occupying his homeland. So, like, little attacks and things. In 1920, he joined a raid in which he captured a British general and killed a colonel. Unfortunately for Lynch, the general escaped captivity and returned with his own little army and then captured Lynch and his men. Oh, okay, wow. But Lynch was clever. Mm. He gave the British a fake name and title and somehow scammed his way out of captivity in three days flat. Wow. We don't know how he did it. Okay. Uh, at least I don't know how he did it. Sure. He did it, though. Yes. Something involving a herd of pigs and yes. a doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're really pushing this one. <laughs> I'm like, stall for time. It's, it's almost like, okay, well, the episode itself is... It's almost, it's a fake episode. That's what it is. It's just a, it's, it's a fake We episode. should upload it as a fake episode. <laughs> So anyway, Liam Lynch escapes British captivity, mm-hmm. and the British actually thought he was dead uh, because in the raid they had killed two other men named Lynch. Oh! After all this, however, Lynch became convinced that the on- absolute only way at Ireland could be free uh, was by way of violence and military action. Ah! So they pushed him too far, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're there. So if you grabbed Gandhi and stood him on his head, that would be Liam Lynch. Exactly. Good. Uh, <laughs> remember that bit from the uh, Churchill episode? Where he said that Gandhi should be stepped on by an elephant or something. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we gotta get Gandhi on here sometime. Yep. Anyway, so Lynch returned to the IRA and commanded a small army to take in, take a British barracks in Mallow. Mm-hmm. And that's, I hear that's a very marshy place. Marshmallow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I truly regret that. Ugh. Anyway, so this happened. Uh, a bunch of British soldiers were killed, the weapons Ooh. were taken and stockpiled, and the building was set on fire. Hmm. So it was pretty successful, right, yeah. basically. Uh, from here, Lynch continued to launch little ambushes on British troops, and this went on for like two years. Mm. And at the end of two years, the IRA was running out of bullets. Literally. Oh. Yeah, literally running out of bullets. That's tough to fight a war with no bullets. Well, when you have no production. Yeah, you know, that's like, true. That's the way, I mean, and you couldn't start one either. Yeah. Except in secret, but then, you know, you've got supply trains and whatnot that would, could easily be tracked. What are you laughing at? <laughs> they should have used potato guns. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit. I'm okay. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, they were short on potatoes, too. <laughs> That's true. That's terrible. Oh, man. Wow. You, you made me do that. Okay. I did. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. They fig- the British figure out that the Irish are literally running out of supplies. Yeah. So they offer a truce, uh, and this kind of looked like a good thing. Yeah. Uh, now, Lynch was opposed to this truce, uh, but many in the IRA were very much for it. They were tired of fighting. They knew they couldn't win. Yeah. So they were just like, fuck it. We'll try it again in Cut 20, our losses. 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Truce was signed. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, 
Uh, fuck. The Anti-Christ Treaty. Oh. <laughs> so the truce was signed. Yeah. Uh, but Lynch was arrested in Dublin, nonetheless. Oh. Uh, by those who had signed it. By okay. those who had signed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For being an upstart. Sure, because he doesn't want to sign it. Right. Yeah. Well, they were upstarts, and they signed it, and they were no longer upstarts, and they're like, arrest that upstart. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Huh. Uh, however, Lynch convinced these free staters, as they were called, mm-hmm. uh, to allow him to leave Dublin so that he could stop the fighting that was breaking out between those who liked the truce and those who didn't. Ah. Because now you got free staters, and the guys who still want to... Like, yeah. Okay, truce people and non-truce people are now fighting. But they're all Irish. But they're all Irish. So maybe the British did this on purpose. We don't know. Who knows? So the anti-treaty forces were called the Irregulars. Mm -hmm. And the pro-treaty forces were the Free Staters. Got it. All right. Uh, So here it gets really complicated. Sure. Get excited. Uh, But basically this is the beginning of what's called the Irish Civil War. Ugh. Lynch went to Fermoy to set up a new base of operations, but while doing this, the Free Staters took Cork City and much of Kerry, causing Lynch to abandon his new base in Fermoy. Mm. Right, so he's yeah. on the run. Yep. Right? Um, and he's also very bitter. Uh, and he sent out orders known as the Orders of Frightfulness. Oh, dear. That's what they're called. In November of 1922, which basically ordered the killing of any Free Stater politician, uh. newspaper editor, or judge. Oh, jeez. Right, so now he's ordering political assassination. On his own people. On his own people. Yeah. yeah. So um, then he also started ordering assassinations on specific people that were none of those things, but just, like, he didn't like them. Yeah. Uh, so then, I mean, so this is a little bit like the Red Terror and the White Terror. Kind of, yeah. Uh, because the Free Staters then started doing the same thing. Oh, dear. So they're killing each other just for being different yeah. politically. So this is all very good for Britain, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. anyway, the Irregulars and the Free Staters were basically trying to out-terrorize each other. Not good. Uh-huh. They began burning each other's homes, killing not only assassination targets, but sometimes family members. Oh. So it's getting really ugly, right? Yeah. It's just boiling into, you know, just complete distress. Yeah. Anyway, so now not all the Irregulars were actually big Lynch fans. Hmm. So like him sending out all these assassinations, they were kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, a lot of them actually saw him as a failure masquerading as like some sort of new leader. Yeah. Or whatever. Got it. Because, you know, he'd been, every time he'd been involved in the conflict, his efforts had kind of like fizzled yeah. out yeah. into guerrilla war and terrorism. Hmm. Uh, and Lynch actually realized this. Oh. And sort of changed his mind and started writing up documents that called for the end of the war between the Free Staters and the uh, Irregulars. Interesting. Yeah, so interesting. Yes. Right? He's, he's shifting a little hmm. bit. But it was too little too late, and we'll see why when we get back to Liam Lynch. I wonder what happens. I have no idea what happens. I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, I... <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Boudicca for the third time? Oh, the suspense. Boudicca's adult life. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, when we last... Uh, <laughs> sorry. When we last... Like, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> You're not my slave. Anyway. I am your son, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what the hell? We're talking about Prasitagus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King of the Iceni people. Yes. And he just put both of his daughters... Uh, and the Roman Empire as heir to the tribe. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Prestigus ruled for a good while and was loved by his people because he retained their independence from Rome. Kind and- of masquerading as independence, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he maintained their, their uh, independence from Rome. And, and then, then he died. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And well, his plan went awry. Okay. This sounds like Bismarck. Oh. Yeah. Like yeah. he had this, this carefully thought out deal yes with other countries so that the world wouldn't devolve into world war one yes. and then he was fired and eventually died yeah 
And then, boom! World War One. World War One. Anyway, Or so. Trotsky, in a way, too. Really? Like, uh... How, when you're playing backgammon... <laughs> I don't know. No, just Fuck like, uh... <laughs> like, Trotsky was one of, like, the, the good communists. <laughs> no, he wasn't! He was old guard. Oh, no, oh, no. The original uh, communists. I had a point, but then I forgot it. Because so I just, just totally fucked you over by talking over you, I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay, it's, so, Prostatagus is dead. It's okay. Yeah. You, you all right? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> you can't interrupt me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fake is so one. So, Prostagus is dead. Uh, yeah. So the Romans completely ignore his will and immediately moved in. Classic. So, uh, Roman soldiers came into the tribe's land and just totally pillaged it. Classic. Pillaged it. Uh, the land and riches of all the leading Iceni tribesmen were taken. Okay. Boudicca and her two daughters were seized by the Romans and were not treated well. Of course not. Uh, Boudicca was stripped and tortured by the Romans, and her children, her two daughters, were raped by the Roman soldiers. Not good. Not good. No. And it's gonna make these guys mad, right? Yeah, no shit. So... Now, to be fair to the Romans, it seems that these atrocities were not issued by the Roman government. Oh, of course not, though. No, the Roman government did, never no. did anything wrong. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so while this was happening anyway, the Roman governor of Britain was off in Wales fighting druids. <laughs> which is just what you do in Wales. That just sounds so funny, yeah. fighting druids. Okay. Yeah, so he had no idea what was going on, so the legend goes. Right. you know, all the reports we have are Roman, so mm -hmm. anyway... So, the Roman procurator, procurator, who was in Gaul, which is France, uh, heard of what happened and immediately went to Britain in order to try and calm the situation. Good call. So, I guess it doesn't seem likely that the Empire itself was responsible for how the Iceni were treated. Well, but it, yeah, okay. Who knows? Right. So, uh, Roman historian Cassius Dio suggests that a wealthy Roman citizen named Seneca was behind this all. Damn it, Seneca! Yep. Uh, it seems that he had been, he had given loans of money to the Iceni and now saw repayment at any cost. Ah. It was probably he, he who had hired and commanded the soldiers who uh, mistreated the Iceni people. I see. Anyway, whoever right. did it, the uh -oh. result was that the Iceni were pissed. Of course. And rightfully so. Yes. Uh, so they immediately allied with their neighbor tribe of the Trinovantes and prepared to take revenge against Rome. Yes! Boudicca was chosen to lead the rebellion because of her role in the suffering, and she was also a pretty awesome leader, apparently. Great. Uh, her people and the people of the surrounding tribes fell in love with her and gave her their full support. Also good! Yeah, so once the full strength of these tribes had gathered, Boudicca called upon the Celtic goddess Andraste, the goddess of victory, released a rabbit from the folds of her tunic, what? and ordered the army to follow the direction in which the rabbit ran. That's a joke, right? It's not. Oh. That happened? Well, what if it ran into the ocean? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, they so- They would go to the ocean. <laughs> funny story here. So okay. I was I was reading about uh, Jewish messiahs the other day. Oh. Because we, we all know that Jesus- Jesus claimed to be the Jewish messiah, and right. thus we have Christianity. Well, right. there are a lot of other guys who claimed to be the Jewish messiah. Oh. Uh, and one of them, I can't remember his name, but he was on the island of Crete in okay. the Mediterranean. <laughs> and he claimed he was the Jewish Messiah. All these people started following him. And then he was like, we have to return to Israel, the Holy Land. But they're on an island in the middle of the Mediterranean. Right. So he was like, don't worry. Just like God parted the Red Sea for Moses, he will part the Mediterranean Sea for us. Oh my God. So they all God. marched into the Mediterranean Sea and drowned. <laughs> 
What? Yes. For real? For real. When? Uh, this, like... I can't remember. Uh, I've oh got his, his name bookmarked. We'll, we'll probably include him on an honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. Some Somewhere along the line. But Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Fun so stuff. They're following a rabbit. Yep. Following the rabbit. And we're not actually sure where they, uh, whether they or not they followed the rabbit, but we do know that. <laughs> they followed the rabbit. We're not actually sure if they followed the rabbit. <laughs> right. Okay. They know, we, we know, they know. Fuck! <laughs> but we do know that Boudicca's first target was the city of Camulodunum. Yes. Okay. Which is modern day Colchester. Oh. They targeted this town for several reasons. It used to be the capital of the Trinovante tribe, who they were allied with. And before the Romans took it over, it belonged to the Trinovante tribe, who they were allied with. <laughs> That was a flub. Uh, yep. Nope, it wasn't. Carry forward. Yeah. Um, carry. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, also, so basically Rome retired all of its soldiers in the area here. Uh, <laughs> Sent them to a geriatric ward in Colchester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, and these retired Roman soldiers treated the locals terribly and taxed them heavily. Just uh, like old people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a bit of an ageist statement. That's okay. We hate old people. <laughs> oh my god! No, okay, no, we wait, can't. hold I'm on, sorry. hold on, no. To rewind. Hold on. Yeah. So, I was, I was talking, I think I told, said this on the Hot Mike episode, uh-huh. but we had a guy approach us at, a ta- at our table at Starbucks, me and a couple of guys talking about a movie. Yeah. And he was, like, bitching at my friend for talking too loudly. Okay. That's it. That's it? Yeah. And was he talking too loudly? Yes. Oh. (laughs) So, what? Old people, man. (laughs) Caring about legitimate things? Jeez, get on board with the millennials and carry about things that don't matter. (laughs) Okay. So. Yeah, okay, so we got a geriatric ward of a city being besieged by a barbarian warrior queen. Yes. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, the town was terribly defended, and only 200 soldiers were there to defend it. Meanwhile, Boudicca's army was probably between 50,000 and 100,000 people. Jesus. Uh, so the battle was over before it began. Yes. And Boudicca's army methodically flattened the city and massacred all of the inhabitants. Well... Good stuff. Can't say she's not justified, though. So hearing of the siege of Colchester and the retirees, uh, the Roman commander... <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Temple of Colchester retirees. I don't know. We don't... We are fast approaching 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and that is when I die? Yes. Okay. And then he's reincarnated upon the third hour as the same person. That's why... Yeah, okay, no, just go on. Fucking... Fucking... Carry on. Okay, okay so, so this Roman commander, commander named Cialis. Cialis? There's an R in there. Cialis. Cialis. Cereal. Cialis. Do you know what Cialis is? Yes. Okay. So, I was wondering why you weren't laughing at my hilarious joke. Uh, sorry, I, like, I'm, I'm hearing about 20% of the words you're saying at this point. And about 5% of what I'm saying. So, this episode is so fucking Fuck fake. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get oh. Okay, so Cerealis Cial- led the famous 9th Legion yeah. Uh, yeah. to squash the rebellious barbarian. Led by Boudicca. Right. right. However, the Romans arrived too late to save the city and were met by tens of thousands of furious Celtic warriors. Oh no! The 9th Legion probably only had about 4,000 guys at this point, so once again, things are not looking great for the Romans. What followed was a battle which is often called the Massacre of the 9th Legion. <laughs> 
god. And the barbarians essentially rolled over the Romans, the Roman legion, like a giant wave. Eighty okay. percent of the legion was destroyed, and only Cerealis and some cavalry soldiers managed to escape. Cerealis. Yeah. By this time, the Roman governor of Britain, Suetonius, who was off fighting druids in Wales, heard about Boudicca and kind of shit his pants. <laughs> So, and his let me toga. tell you, yeah. his toga. Yeah. That was the joke I made the other two times. <laughs> Shat his toga. Right. God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so Suetonius, right, who has a shat toga, <laughs> is now quickly gathering what troops he had and marched east to deal with the situation. Okay. But meanwhile, Boudicca's next target was the fledgling town of Londinium. Londinium? Which you might know as London. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Londinium was a small and young town at this point in time, but it was an important city for trade and merchants, and Boudicca wanted to sack it. Of course. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Suetonius managed to arrive to Londinium before Boudicca, and he had to make a tough decision. Should he stay here and defend the city with an inadequate amount of manpower, or should he and all of the people of the city abandon it in order to live, uh, for another day? Okay. He chose the latter of these two options, and this was definitely the wiser choice. Okay. So, Suetonius, the few soldiers he had, and most of the inhabitants of Londinium fled the city. Okay, so then Boudicca arrives. Yes, uh, and they arrived to Londinium, found it mostly empty, but this did not stop them from destroying the entire city. Of course. So they burned it to the ground, and anybody who had stayed behind was murdered. Classic. Uh, Boudicca then marched her army to the Roman city of Verulamium. That's good. Which is modern-day St. Albans. Okay. And they sacked the undefended city. Okay. Unfortunately, the inhabitants here had not fled like the people of Londinium had done. Uh, uh, they were fully at the mercy of Boudicca, and she responded with no mercy. Oh! Uh, okay. The Celts did not spare anybody or take any prisoners. Oh my god. Everybody was killed by either being crucified, <gasps> burned alive, uh, or hanged. Okay. And in an act of revenge, Boudicca had all the noble women of the city gathered, cut off their breasts, oh. sewed their breasts to their mouths, and then impaled them on spikes. What the fuck? Okay, so, I'm no longer on Boudicca's side here. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, well, I was course. kind of not on her side when she killed the geriatrics. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta remember that the Romans treated her and her children, her daughters, pretty terribly. So I guess this is kind of like... Oh, I get it. You kill the... You're, you rape the noble women of my tribe? Well, I'm going to torture and impale the noble women of your people. Yeah, it's, see, I get it, but like... It's not great. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, okay. Yeah. So... Okay, so uh, it is estimated that the amount of Romans killed by Boudicca throughout the sacking of these three cities numbers between 70 and 80,000 people, which is quite a bit. That's huge. Now, uh, in the original script, even though we don't have a script, <laughs> I uh, put a little thing in here to remind me to tell a personal story, <laughs> but it's not that great, so I it's really not. think we're just gonna skip it, it. It's also... It's... It's also... It's also... And what is it also? It, it's... 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 What are you... <laughs> Varus! <laughs> okay. Basically, the story is I met this guy who played volleyball, but instead of a volleyball, he used a live chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make that up. True story. Oh, my God. I met God. him. Anyway. Uh, okay, so moving on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Governor Suetonius, remember right. him, was gathering as many soldiers as he could find. Many ignored his call to arms because they were utterly terrified of Boudicca, but nevertheless, he was able to gather about 10,000 Roman soldiers. Okay. But remember that Boudicca's army could have been as much as 10 times that amount. Right. If not more. Wow. Uh, in fact, the <sighs> Roman... <laughs> 
In fact, the Roman historian Dio states that even if the Romans had lined up only one man deep, they would not have extended their line to match the line of Boudicca's army. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's something. <laughs> it's getting close, three o'clock. We're almost done. <laughs> uh, so, Suetonius had to use his old noggin while deploying. He decided to wait for Boudicca on a narrow road with a dense wood wooded position behind his army. Okay. Interestingly, we do not know the precise location of where the following battle took place. We still don't know. Uh, we just know that it happened. Well. Yeah, so Boudicca... Okay. Boudicca and her gigantic army arrived to meet the Romans. Boudicca was riding a war chariot, had a spear and shield of her own. Of her very own! Of her very own! <laughs> and commanded her troops into battle from her chariot. Mm. Her two daughters were also with her during the battle. It is said that before the battle, she rallied her troops with the following words. Should I do a woman's accent? You accent? Accent? <laughs> accent? Like they're from another planet? They are! Women are from Jupiter because they are stupider. <laughs> Men are from Mars to get more candy bars. <laughs> that is so interesting. That about sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> so she. So we're gonna read this quote from Boudica that she said before she went to battle. Yeah, I'm just gonna. And I will read it as okay. as as uh, what? What should I read it as? Um, What's it gonna be? Uh, a panda bear who just found out that his daughter <laughs> ate too much asparagus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <It is. laughs> I knew I wasn't gonna get these two words in there. Okay, I'm not gonna laugh. Okay. <laughs> it is not. You, I better just read it straight. No, no, we have to. They, look, <laughs> this whole episode has been such a disappointment to our listeners. We have to give them at least this. All right, all if right. If you can't do it, I'll ha I'll do it. Uh, okay, well I'm I'm gonna do it. Just do a panda bear accent. But, but <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just so you know, everybody, uh, there is a Patreon goal or reward if you give. I think. Five or ten dollars, something like that. I will read a quote of your choice in whatever voice you like. As long as it's not like a terrible quote. <laughs> um, yes, I will not read anything from uh, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is. Panda what, Bear. This is what Boudicca told her warriors before this battle. It is not as a woman descended from noble ancestry, but as one of the people that I am avenging lost freedom, my scourged body, the outraged chastity of my... Okay, body. oh, you know, we need to stop. This is actually, like, really... She's talking about the rape of her daughters. That's right. I don't think we should make fun of okay. this. All right, then. It is not as a... No <clears throat> it is not as a woman descended from noble ancestry, but as one of the people that I am avenging lost freedom, my scourged body, and the outraged rage chastity of my daughters. This is a woman's resolve. As for men, they may live and be slaves. Okay, so pretty cool. Yeah, uh, you know, you know. And with that, uh, the barbarian warriors charged towards the Roman lines, and I would have shit my pants as a Roman soldier. Toga. Yeah, uh, here are tens of thousands of angry barbarian warriors charging down on you. Okay. Most of them are probably naked or partially naked, covered in tattoos, yelling hideous war yells, etc. So basically south by southwest. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, but the Romans remained resolved and did not flee, okay. so score one for them. And as the barbarians got closer, the Romans uh, threw volleys of their pila, 
which are short javelins, and mm. that's probably not how you pronounce it, but who knows. Uh-huh. So they threw their javelins into the crowded ranks of the tribesmen, Good. and apparently the entire first wave of Celts was wiped out by these javelins. Mm. Uh, the Romans then pulled out their swords and advanced in a tight wedge formation, driving directly into the second line of the Celts. And this is where the Roman might of fighting in close quarters in a flat open field really shows. right They easily cut down the, what barbarians stood against them. It was not long before the entire rebel army broke into a full route. However, as the warriors were routing, they ran into all the wagons and tents of their families, which impeded their further escape, and it was just a slaughter now, and the Romans cut them all down. The Roman historian Tacitus estimates that 80,000 Britons were killed, while the Romans only lost 400 dudes. Oh, shit. Needless to say, Boudicca's rebellion met its end here. Well, that was sudden. Yeah. It seemed like they were having some real success. Uh, They sacked three Roman towns and killed 80,000 Romans, but then, uh... Boom goes to the shithole and you're down in hell. <laughs> this is a bad episode. Dude, we'll never release Fake this. episode number one. Okay. Yeah. So let's move over to Liam Lynch's End End Death. Okay. And when we left him, he was dealing with the sort of... Uh, how do I put this? The infighting between... The IRA. Yes. Right, so you had the uh, the Irregulars and the Free Staters. Yep. And Liam was, well, he was very unpopular with both of them at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he has these documents, right, that he mm-hmm. thinks will end this infighting, this yeah. Irish Civil War. And he's camped out uh, at a secret base in the Knockmilldown Mountains. Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. Don't sure. Really know. Now he knows these papers uh, can't fall into the enemy's hands until they're thoroughly reviewed mm-hmm. because, you know, you make any mistakes, any crack in the shell and these papers might look like a surrender. Yeah. So we have to make sure these don't look like a surrender. Right. They look like a... like a Agreement. Uh, yeah, yeah, an agreement. Exactly. So on April 10th, uh, a unit of Free Staters marches on Lynch's headquarters. Ooh. Uh, Lynch gets six guys together. They, well, they hear about this, and they're like, oh, shit. So yeah. he gets Lynch gets six guys together, and they begin to enact their escape plan in the opposite direction. Okay. But as they're escaping, they run right into a flanking force of 50 men. Oh. And Lynch is just shot on a hillside. Uh, the only one in his group who was shot on oh, the hillside. Okay. Uh, he ordered his men to leave him behind, mm. and so then that's basically it. They leave him. Yeah. So the Free Staters uh, go to Liam, mm-hmm. and they find him bleeding heavily, and he told them... I am Liam Lynch, Chief of Staff of the Irish Republican Army. Get me a priest and a doctor, I'm dying. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't even that good. But there no, you go. but the quote is powerful enough, it yeah. carried you through. Yeah. 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 So anyway, the British uh, did what any of us... Wait, the British? The... What the fuck? These <sighs> are free staters. They are. Not British. Okay. They're not British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Jesus, this is a bad episode. So the British, British, <laughs> Jesus, the Free Staters do what any of us would do after yes. finding Liam wounded by them and Yay. their guns. <laughs> they built a stretcher out of guns mm-hmm. and carried Liam to a pub. Mm. Only later did they take him to a hospital, but oh. it was too late. He died that evening and was later buried near Fermoy. Oh. Within a few weeks, Liam's successor ordered the surrender of the IRA. Wow. Yeah. So that's about that. I actually would have loved to do this like today because I would have done a much better job of contextualizing the IRA and all that stuff yeah um, but I didn't do it in this episode and for that I am sorry I have failed you we'll go back to the IRA though we will guaranteed yeah um, as long as we stay alive yes <laughs> um, but anyway so in 1935 they actually built a monument mm. for Lynch uh where he was thought to have fallen on the mountainside. Yes. The coat he was wearing when he was killed is on permanent display in the National Museum at Collins Barracks in Dublin. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. So, 
How about that? Pretty nifty. <laughs> All right, we're almost done. Tell us about Boudicca's end and death. Boudicca died shortly after her army was defeated, but sources disagree as to how. Ah. One source says that she died of sickness and despair after her defeat. Okay. Another source th says that she took poison in her last act of defiance against the Romans. No source mentions what became of her daughters. And although her rebellion was kind of a failure, Boudicca has gone down as a legend in Celtic and British lore. She has statues in a couple of places, has some places named after her, and has appeared in many forms of media. I want to say something about that. Yeah. Have you ever played that game? Uh, what is it? Rise, Fall of Rome? No. I'm pretty certain she's the villain in that game. I think you're right. And... It uh, is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty game, though. Yeah. I remember watching videos about that uh, of that game and like, oh, it looks so cool, but what the hell is happening? Is this yeah. Star Wars? Yeah, everything's wrong. <laughs> yeah. A little bit romanticized. Um, yeah. I, I played it with a bunch of uh, classics and history majors and that sort oh, of thing. Oh, jeez. It was hilarious. They're like, that building isn't even in Rome! <laughs> and, wow. And, you know, pointing out all the other stuff. I mean, obviously it's a romanticized version of Rome. Yeah. Which is funny. Romanticized Roman. Roman. <laughs> I am... <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, well, hey, audience, if you've stuck with us this far, thank you. Bless you. I don't know. I mean, okay, so it was a combination of, it's three in the afternoon on a yes, Monday. it is. It is. Mm -hmm. uh, neither of us slept great last night. Aaron was sleepwalking, and yep. I was dancing. <laughs> and we've done this episode three times, so it was just kind of boring for us. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't boring for me. I had the time of my life. I did, too. <laughs> yeah, that's different. The, the material was boring. The, yes. The playing it through was not right so thanks for listening <laughs> yeah uh, we sh so we sh we're done we should be <laughs> we should be returning to our usual quality <laughs> next week <laughs> uh but anyway wow yeah uh, so what do you say we head to the surface and end this shit <laughs> yes <laughs> Of the <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I fell on the mic. You did. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you have planned for the rest of the day? I want to record this episode for a fourth time. <laughs> uh, uh, with you playing all the roles. Yeah. Yeah. Backwards. Uh. <laughs> what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Uh, I'm probably going to go home and edit an episode and then maybe tweet something foolish and then die slowly. Ah. We're all dying, but we're not all living. Well, I think it's time to bring the show to an end for today. Feel free to send all your hate mail to wetalkaboutdeadpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. We will read all of it, not along. If you hate us, you're probably right. If you like us, though, please consider funding the show by becoming a patron on patreon.com. That's patreon.com slash wetalkaboutdeadpeople. Even as little as a dollar, as much as it costs to buy that boudica in your life, a bundle of fake flowers from the dollar store helps tremendously. And again, if you can't donate, like, rate, subscribe, really does count. Didn't think it counted until I started doing this. Or say hi on Twitter. Yeah, or say hi on Twitter, where our handle is WTADP Podcast. And say anything you want. Yeah. Say, say, hey, Aaron and James, I hate your hair and you <laughs> smell like a pillow. <laughs> and we'll be like, great friend. 
Have a good one. Well, we'll probably just be ecstatic that someone even noticed <laughs> Um... Anyway, so our cover art was created by the extremely gifted Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration. You can view more of his phenomenal work at www.ipattersonillustration.com. With all that being said, we'll close out and let sounds the IRA play you out. Da doot 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 doot. Varus. <laughs> well, everybody. Hello. Hello. We're recording this. Uh. Bit of an announcement. Confession, really. Uh, really a con- confession. Do it, tell. Not for the murders, though. That, that we will oh. never confess to. Right. Even though we probably did them. We're not sure. We were blind drunk. And blind. <laughs> and blind. <laughs> uh, well, this is kind of a State of the Union address mm. for uh, We Talk About Dead People. Um, coming up is a few life events that are going to keep us from, well... I put this. Well, things are going to change a tiny bit. Yes. Yes. Um, I am moving to Texas, which is hilarious because <laughs> early on in this podcast. We shit so much on Texas. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out that it's really hard to get a job in media in Chicago. Mm. I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> Could it be because it's like the worst job economy? <laughs> I mean, that's and the worst of, city. Bit of an exaggeration. Yes, close to the worst city for sure. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. So if you didn't know, we're, we're stationed in the Chicagoland area. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, jobs and media are not here. In fact, nope. uh, our friend Zach, who was on our episode which, uh, with that, was it Tim or the Lame? No, it was, uh, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it was uh, Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse, yeah. Yeah, so Zach uh, actually did work in Chicago, but they're closing down his company and transferring him out to another branch mm. in LA. So he's well, displaced. Yeah. But the bad news is, okay, so video and and audio and that sort of thing, that's my field. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, well, for some reason, the only jobs available in Chicago are one, not answering my calls, and two, <laughs> uh, they're mostly like news stations. And if you know anything about media, the worst place to work is a news station. It's just, they're terrible hours, they treat you terribly, they pay you terribly, and you're basically out the door in a couple of months. You just Uh, don't last. Yeah. So, the good news is, Austin, Texas is actually exploding with media jobs right now, so I'm going to go try my hand there! Okay! Yeah. That's that's exciting. Yeah. But what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us? Well, it means that James and I will be recording mobily. Which, you know, up, up to this point, we've yes. been recording face-to-face with the same mic, but we both have our own mics now. Yep. Um, and we're going to be doing it over probably TeamSpeak or some low, Something like low-end thing. Yeah. So the dynamic may change a little bit, but don't worry, we'll still be producing good content. And the good news is that lots of podcasts do this. Yeah, so um, we don't think it'll be a problem at all, Yeah. but it might be a little different at first as we get used to it. Because it's, like Aaron said, it's the first time... We won't be in the same room recording. Yeah. So it's going to be different for us. Well, and we have a dog bumping the table right now. So hello, dog. Hey, hello, dog. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the news. Uh, I don't I don't foresee having to take a hiatus of any kind. I think we'll keep delivering weekly episodes. Yeah, we do have a, a bunch of episodes recorded. Mm-hmm. On but, backup uh, and everything. Yeah. Um, but right now, I guess the main thing is to just... Uh, be patient with us, I suppose. We're, yeah. It's going to be a, a slight transitional period, but 
You know, uh, man's got to work, and I have not uh, been able to find much success in Chicago. Go figure. Uh, why don't you try finding a job here? <laughs> Hint. Spoiler alert. You won't. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, so that's that's kind of the state of things. Um, if you want to help us out through this transition, the best thing to do, of course, is to share our episodes. Tell your friends if you like it. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out a way to make this more feasible for us to continue because right. you know it's not very profitable right now obviously and it's not that we're looking to make a profit we're just looking to make it self-sustaining yeah um also anytime you want to reach out and contact us via twitter or whatever mm-hmm. just to say hey like we like your shit yeah that it's so encouraging i love seeing it yeah so, and, and we'll definitely respond yeah it, well almost definitely yeah because you know we have a small following right now we're not being inundated with you know lots of tweets from people who don't like us or do like us you know it's just a tweet every now and then um but yeah so that's that's kind of the that's kind of how things are gonna go um like i said i don't foresee you know losing out the weekly episodes right if we do of course we'll let you know yes um we want to do this as much as possible. Like, yeah. We love this thing. Yeah, we want to keep going, uh, well, right now, kind of indefinitely. We would like, yeah. We would really like this for, for this to take off, and um, we would really like for it uh, to become something we could really focus on. Because right now, it's, you know, it's 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 obviously not paying much, obviously. Well, and we, yeah. we, you know, we, we really don't want to do advertising, um, no. even though there's great money to be found in that once you get a certain critical mass of listeners. <laughs> Um, but you know, advertising sort of sullies things. So the hope would be that we would get at least big enough to garner enough support from our patrons and whatnot, um, so that we can, uh, continue to do this and not, not continually be taking a time loss because it does take time, a lot of time, a lot of time to research these episodes and a lot of time to record and a hell of a lot of time to edit because, yes. you know, we have, I would say higher fidelity editing, uh, an ed- a higher fidelity editing process than, most pod, I mean, most people just throw down a microphone and go. Yeah, and you know, then upload that. But we put down the microphone. We have to put in the music and the sound effects, and we write sketches. And we, you know, it takes a lot of time because we really do care about it. Hmm. Um, and but the reality is, you know, it's it's right now. It's it's uh, it's an investment. It's an investment, <laughs> yes. right? Right. It's it's mostly just it's for, a sacrifice. Yeah, it's mostly just for fun. It's not, and you know, it's not like we we think that the podcast is going to die. Um, we really, no. we really hope it fucking doesn't. No. Um, but if it if it does go through, a, you know, this transitional period and it comes out a little different, you know, I'm I'm fine with that, as long as we can make the show just you know what you guys want. Yes. And that's you know because we care about you, we care about the listener. Yeah, and I will. I wanted to say something about that. Yes. Uh, to anyone listening to everyone, no matter how long you've been with us, thank you so much for all the support mm-hmm. and all the friendliness and encouraging comments that you've given us. Yes. It means the world to us. Yeah. And like, we love doing this. It's fun, but we really love doing it for you guys. Mm-hmm. And it it's just great to see how much support uh, you've given us. So yeah. thank you so much for that. Yeah. If you, I mean, just sharing an episode like that's huge we can track all that stuff through soundcloud and <laughs> and we do we do um which is how we know what countries are listening to us which is kind of <laughs> yeah. that's a cool feature but uh yeah. you know we know who our biggest listeners are and you know to those people thank you very much we're just we're just glad to have you along for the ride honestly absolutely um so you know we, we've got uh well we've got some we've got some real fans yeah and, and to those people just you know we salute you we salute you um, and we do it. We do it for you. You know, we get the casual listener every now and then. But there are some people who have listened to every episode a couple of times, or maybe ten times, or twenty <laughs> times. And, I mean, there are people who really, really like this this content, and we want to keep making it. So, um, 
yeah, I guess I guess that's almost pretty much all I have to say. But I think so. Yeah. But anyway, so just stay- if you live in Texas, maybe you'll see him around. Yeah, exactly. And if you live in Chicago, get the hell out of here <laughs> <laughs> quickly. Save yourself. I mean, yeah. James is going to be barely scraping by up here. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm going to be in Austin, and uh, I don't know if you're in Austin. Maybe reach out. Maybe we'll talk. Who knows? You don't know. I don't know. Only the universe knows. <laughs> Um, but yeah. yeah, and if you're interested in, in finding out ways you can support us, of course, you can check out our Patreon. Um, but that's, again, that's not the only way to support us. No, Sharing our episodes, know. liking them, and you know, just generally telling people about the podcast is probably the best thing you can do. And the good news is, what the good news is, like, what I've discovered through all this, I thought, like, the main attraction would be our comedic uh, element, right? Like, people sure. would yeah. listen to it to laugh at our stupid asses making jokes about <laughs> yeah. things. But what's interesting is that it's it's developed from, like this uh kind of kind of how do i put this uh two bums in front of a microphone two bums in front of a microphone bitching about millennials yes in, well two millennials in front of a microphone <laughs> bitching about millennials yeah uh to being a podcast that you know seems to really be affecting people because when you don't when when you know your history i, I don't know how to put this but like well you're a better person yeah and it's it's hard not to cover history uh, and not talk about deep issues of or, course. or things like that, which we've done mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. Uh, faked it all, of course. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, there's there. At first, it was like, oh, haha, you're so funny. We'd get those tweets, and then I think Sith psychopath said something about us combating ignorance, and I'd never thought of it yeah. that way. And then it was like, oh. well, oh, so we have we're actually affecting people in a bigger way than just giving them something to get them through their workday or their yeah. commute. Or whatever, and like that's huge. So yeah. I know, I know that learning history and going through this all again. I mean, I took history classes in college and in high school and things, but you know, it doesn't, it didn't stick. So reviewing all of these world events and and these people, um, learning about their lives for me has been inst- instrumental in helping me one better understand how I fit in on this crazy planet and uh, how I fit in with the timeline of humanity. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I've gotten response. Well, we've gotten responses from uh, from people saying that that's it's helped them and. Like holy shit! Like, yeah, to go from two idiots in front of a microphone in a, an apartment without working air conditioning <laughs> yep. um, to you know now we're on the move. I mean, we're recording in James's parents' basement right now. We've probably recorded at least four places. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's kind of wonderful. Yeah, because well, now I'm getting into something else. But oh no, I told I know I said to James a couple of times we're just riding a podcasting wave right now because people are podcasting more than ever yeah they get to select what they listen to on the radio basically Mm -hmm. and uh well lots of people care about history and a lot of people also want to just laugh their asses off at stupid (laughs) sketches of you know (laughs) jesus being carried across the river by saint christopher (laughs) yes um which if you haven't heard that episode it's got a great sketch in it yes it does um but yeah you know that podcasting itself is is becoming a very big thing and we're lucky to be a part of it um, and we're lucky to have you guys listening. And it's funny because, like, we had some listeners, you know, just kind of people who accidentally found us because we're terrible at marketing. Um, <laughs> no, let's refer- we don't market. We don't market at all. <laughs> and, you know, the thing that actually brought most of you in was Dan Carlin retweeting <laughs> retweeting us on Twitter. Which was amazing. Which was amazing. Oh, we wanted to, we, we want, love that man. <laughs> we want it to happen again. And we don't know... We want more people to know about us, and we want more people to listen, because it seems like people are really enjoying the content. 
And that, you know, that's good. That's and we good love news. seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, okay, so I did film, right? Yeah. And I would go to film festivals and things for my school. And I saw a lot of like, like student films are notoriously nihilistic and angry and ugly and, you know, but those are the things that win contests and things. And there's a place for that. There's a place yes. for that. Yes. Don't get me wrong. But when, you know, the movies that got the best response of the film festivals I've been to are the ones that are just kind of nice stories and, you know, sure. Pull yourself up and get along and, hopeful. you know, hopeful and yeah. happy. And, you know, those are the ones that people go, oh, in the audience and they applaud really Those loud. are the ones you, you also remember a month later. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, people, well, how, how do I put this? I, I heard someone once say like, people will forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Oh. And this podcast has made me feel at home. A lot, yeah. and I feel like that is it's a, it's that way for a lot of people who listen because you know the fan feedback has been, you know, I listen to you guys all the time, mm-hmm. and you know, you really seem to, well, get it. Yes, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't know. We well, we want you to feel at home. Yeah, and and we don't we don't want you to feel like we're a family. Yeah, no, we well we want you to feel like that. We yes, are a family. We're we're a, we're a family. Yeah, uh, we you, are, you're... me, and David Berg. <laughs> <laughs> It's something called the system, actually. Ah. Um, well, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's the news that's coming up. I'm not sure if we need to add anything else to that. I, I could go on and on about how much I love our fans and how much I get out of this. Uh, yes. But I should probably stop, because at this point I'm basically just flapping my gums. <laughs> <laughs> right, so to summarize, yes, uh, there might be some changes coming up. Hang in there as we hang in there as well. Uh-huh. And thanks for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for everything. And, uh, well, just reach out. Say hi. Get involved. It's cool. You know, we'll we'll respond to you. And also, if you were a podcaster or something like that, let us know. And, you know, because we'd love to talk to you and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Because um, we've had, what? We had Bryce from Naked Mormonism. Yep. And then we had Becca Eller from Retold. Yep. And, you know, they just popped in for a little sketch and, you know, well, Becca did and then uh, Naked Mormonism did us a whole episode. Bryce fucking stole everything from us. <laughs> just like, I want to well, hog the air. He did yeah. everything for us. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's about it. That about covers it. Um, I guess next time you hear from us, uh, well, well, it'll be a few episodes before we get through all our backups. But at a certain point, it's going to be mobile, and uh, I'll have a Texan drawl. I'll have a Southern Texan drawl. You'll hear horses neighing in the background, and remember guns going the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is. We talk about dead people broadcasting from the Alamo. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> actually, actually, actually. Um, oh, another thing. Let me just throw this oh, out there. Okay. okay. So we're thinking about starting up a YouTube channel. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just an idea. Just an idea. And uh, what we want to do is make short videos about people. So we did honorable mentions once or twice on here. Yeah. Um, where there were just people who had, who did interesting things, but there wasn't enough about them to write a whole episode. Right. So we were thinking about making a couple of minute long videos, um, throwing them up there. Yeah. And uh, kind of, I guess in the hope that they're short enough to get a lot of... A lot of response, a lot of shares to direct more people to the long-form podcast. Well, and it'd be um, fun and entertaining. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, so more for you. We'll so see. if you hear that, if that interests you, it would be really cool if you like tweeted at us or, or something like that and just you know, let us know if you like the idea. And, you know, there's probably, we get about 
uh, 90 listens to 100 listens in the first day of release. Which is incredible. Which is incredible. So that means I would say probably about 70 or 80 people are listening. Yeah. Uh, some people listening to it multiple times. Somebody, sure. Some people accidentally playing it twice. <laughs> or accidentally playing it. Or, or <laughs> <laughs> So, like, you know, there's, if there's, there's probably 70 or 80 of you out there. And if just one of you came back and said... You know, we want to do the YouTube channel. You want to, we want you to do the YouTube channel. Um, we would probably do it. Yeah. So, or know. if you don't want to, you can tweet at us and say "fuck no," <laughs> and uh, we'll nod and consent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like we say, if you hate us, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, <clears throat> with well, all that being said, gotta clean up my tears. Yeah, Jeez, I know. This was super emotional. I'm just, I'm crying, but not through my eyes. It's through oh, everywhere else. Okay. Just, That's called sweating, I believe. Oh. <laughs> See, this is interesting. We we can probably once we hit critical mass, gotta get a certain number. Well, of you already have. Well, because we just ate lunch, but <laughs> so once we hit critical mass, we could probably just put up a you know an hour or two of oh, us yeah. talking every week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> People would probably listen to our bullshit. Oh my god, <laughs> be horrible! Oh. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I want to keep talking, but I'm going to stop. Yeah, it, it, we've gone on for quite a while. God bless you all, and have a merry Christmas. Thank you.